0: How can I leverage this data to drive the customer growth? Okay, so the customer's growth meaning, am I engaging with the customers right away? Am I creating a right value for a customers? Are there risks of losing my best customers? Am I creating a enough lifetime value for those customers so that they can engage with us more effectively so that we can do, you know, happy, happy dancing together?
1: Thank you for listening. This is Brett Trainer, the founder and your host for Hardwired for Growth, a podcast where we strive to help early-stage entrepreneurs and business owners not only grow their businesses, but scale them. We do this by having conversations with industry experts and the founders who have successfully scaled their own businesses. Each episode will provide actionable strategies and tactics. The voice you heard a few moments ago is that of Govin Blue, founder and CEO of Quas Sigma. Govind has over three decades of experience in the data and analytics space. He was a lead data scientist at companies such as Bank of America and Allstate prior to starting his own company. His mission is to make data and analytics accessible to all companies and help them prioritize on value and customer experience. We discussed not only the why, but more importantly, the how companies of any size, but especially and specifically, startups can and should be leveraging data, analytics, and ultimately, machine learning. Uh, key lessons from the episode today, you know, data itself is not valuable. It's converting that data into information. A lot of companies have a ton of data but are not doing anything with it. You know, I think the two keys for startups are build a data foundation to collect and consolidate all your data. And then, as I just mentioned, the ability to start converting that data into actionable information. Four key areas of positive potential impact, targeting the right prospects, sales conversion, upsell and cross-sell opportunities. Are you offering the right op- products and solutions to current customers? And last but definitely not least is customer retention or minimizing customer churn. Uh, the barrier entries for startups to use data in analytics has almost been eliminated with cloud computing and other technologies, there's really no excuse for not leveraging uh, data today. And last but not least, using data analytics to measure and analyze customer experience. Too often we rely specifically on surveys or net promoter score, which I'm a big believer in, but the ability to use the data and the analytics to have your customer digitally tell you what their overall experience is, is very powerful. So before I take you to the intro, if you enjoy this podcast, please make sure you like, subscribe, and share the podcast on iTunes and other podcast platforms so we continue to get the word out. And also please to make sure to check out the free resources page on brettrainer.com forward slash resources for downloads, promos, and to sign up for our new weekly newsletter. Now, on to the intro.
0: You're listening to Hardwired for Growth, a podcast dedicated to helping early-stage entrepreneurs and business owners who are looking for sustainable and scalable growth strategies and tactics. Here's your host, Brett Trainer.
1: Hi, Govin. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Brett. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's great to have you. The weather's finally turning in Chicago, so what a perfect day to talk uh, data and analytics, right? Absolutely, looking forward to it. All right, so before we get started, why don't you share a little bit with the audience what you and your team at uh, Quark Sigma are working on these days?
0: Absolutely, Uh, thank you for asking that. Uh, We started this journey, I would say, relatively, you know, uh, seven months back. I have been in the, you know, full time, uh, capacity for leading the data analytics for uh, three decades. One thing it really has been inspiring me. If we look at uh, across the companies and organizations, the lot of the companies are still stro- struggling to leverage the data to create a value for their customers and value for their uh, employees, shareholders, and also most importantly, a drive the value for the communities. And it really started with uh, uh, two things. One, how can I help uh, businesses to better connect with the customers? Two, how can I drive the transformation into their business operations? So those are the two main uh, components that came into mind. So without without understanding the customers better. You can't, can't do a whole lot of growth in the company. The second one, if we don't really drive the digital transformation into the company, it's very hard to grow the company. So those are the two main reasons we started. And the company is really working on building a several a key capabilities. One, we look at first, okay, how do we a, take, their existing data, build a next generation data platform that can drive the democratization data literacy within the company because I think every company in my opinion should have access to the data what they want it they can they can use it to drive the uh, intelligence in the company. The second one is they need to have a good a way to track and measure the a metrics or KPAs so that they understand the health of the business. Without doubt, it's going to be really hard to manage the book of business, what's working, what's not working. Third one is the truly bringing the AI, uh, which is machine learning AI, to drive the digital transformation to the company. So those are the Three exclusive areas we are working, we have an opportunity to work with the many companies in the in the market right now, helping them to drive the value in those three areas.
1: Yeah, that that's awesome. And I think one of the things that first drew me to you is that when you were talking about data, you started with with the customer. And I know a lot of data organizations don't necessarily kind of align around the, the customers. So uh, I think that overview is really helpful, but maybe take us a little bit back in time. I know it's not that long ago, seven months when you started this, but, you know, what was the reason you decided to go out on your own? What was the gap in the marketplace or the opportunity that wasn't being served by you know, data and analytics companies today? So
0: there are several areas. Maybe, you know, I can pick on a one or two areas, which is the key for it, for our call today. One is bringing the data and converting the data into information. Oftentimes, people get confused with the data and the information are one and the same. And it's not the same. You have, we, we collect the data from every single day uh, from... From internal, external, there is a massive amount of the data we sit on every single day. But if we don't convert that data into information, making that available for a the consumer within the company, we are not really building the literacy within the company. So, I have seen it. The lot of companies they are struggling to build that what I call the a converting the data into information through building a sophisticated data infrastructure. You know, I know we are we are after going, applying uh, the machine learning and AI. My perspective, the first thing is the almost like a foundational, if we don't have the basic data infrastructure, if we can't convert the data into information, you can't do a whole lot. So that's where I think the one huge gap, we see it the second area once you have the data once you have the information how do we leverage that information to drive the value so it's not about building the technology tools technology solutions it's about identifying the right business opportunity that can drive the growth in the three, three different areas you know which which kind of talked about my you know Few minutes ago, one is the how can I leverage this data to drive the customer growth? Okay, so the customer's growth meaning, am I engaging with the customers right away? Am I creating a right value for a customer? Are there risks of losing my best customers? Am I creating a, enough lifetime value for those customers so that they can engage with us more effectively so that we can do you know happy happy dancing together so that's with the n- number one the customer growth the second one you know we have been sitting on a a transforming the transforming the business operations which is very really, very really important a lot of the companies are driving jump into growth which can be marketing strategy which can be a pricing strategy product strategy but i recommend the companies let's take a look at your business operations Is this scalable? How can I leverage the data to transform my business operations to the next gen? That's where is the looking at the process optimization, planning and forecasting, cash flow management, logistics, risk? There are a lot of areas the analytics truly can come in and automate that. That's where the machine learning AI comes in. What the outcome?s Up that operations, it significantly improve the quality, significantly reduce the cost. It you know, significantly reduce the risk and also improve the efficiency efficiency of the companies. The last one, which which I touched on, it, uh, which is the growth side So I, We we go back and develop the strategy without without. Looking at the facts. So that's where I think the data also is a significantly help driving your product strategy, marketing strategy, or a customer acquisition strategy and the pricing. So those are the three areas I think that we have seen it huge opportunity how the companies are unable to leverage the data effectively. One, they may not have the right talent. Even though they may have a talent, they, they may not know how to identify the right business opportunities in these areas so that that can drive the growth or value right away. A third one is they, they may not know how to execute at a cost-effective way. Because if we go back to the big players, I don't want to name them, people are charging for driving the analytics a significant cost. It doesn't have to be that way, my, my opinion. So that's where I think the three things we need to look at. Do I have the right talent? Do I have the right opportunity I'm going after solving it? And the third one is how effectively I can solve solve that at a reasonable cost. I think those are the three things uh, came to our mind to uh, help businesses to leverage the data, Brett.
1: Yeah, and, and that's great. And I love the, the part about the value aspect. I'm using my words, not yours, but I think it's the same thing, right? That, you know, pay for... The value you're going to get out of this analysis versus we're going to tell you everything, right? And again, the, then you, it's harder to take action be, because you don't have it. So I think that that overview is really helpful, and thank you. And now I, you know, the way I, I look at it, we'll, we'll dig in a little bit. But in my world, and I think you've been there too, is you know, you look at the enterprise world, the legacy old businesses, then you get kind of the mid market, and then you've got startups. And I know the majority of your work, or a lot of your work is in the mid- market and then in the startup world. Um, I think we both know in the enterprise space that is a massive undertaking to you know, really drive digital transformation and, and, and data, you know, leverage the data and make better decisions. I think they're doing it in, in functional areas. But what I wanted to kind of function on or focus on today is thinking about it from you know a startup company. That you know just starting to grow, and how data and analytics could be a differentiator for these companies if, if they they set it up right. So before we get too deep into the how, and I think you've touched on a little bit, but you know what is kind of your definition of, of data and analytics? You touched on the AI, so we don't make you know founders and small business owners head spin that thinking this is. You know, going to be way too much work. It's not going to be worth it. Whereas if you just do take this foundational approach, you're going to see the benefits from it. I know I said a lot there, so hopefully that made sense.
0: (laughs) It it absolutely does. I think uh, that you're touching on one of the areas I have been very interested in even talking about on this call too. So the big companies have an opportunity to invest and leverage the data one way or other. So if a, if you are a startup or a, a small uh, company, you are clearly trying to grow your company. I can't see any better way the doing it without without leveraging the data analytics. You can absolutely, uh, I think the two areas uh, I think the startups, in my opinion, need to focus on. First, first is the, uh, they need to focus on building some foundations. That means every data they collect, they may have it. they need to have a you know consolidated data infrastructure. It doesn't have to be an expensive one. you it can, it can go to the nowadays. there are many options in the cloud. You can simply go back and spin up a cloud, you have a storage. A, all you're doing is rather than putting an Excel spreadsheet to your data, you're kind of putting that data, consolidating data sets in a, in, a, in a somewhere in the centralized manner. The second one, the how can I just say, take that data, convert that one into information so that I can start looking at, you know, how how are my sales leads are going. How are my customers are doing? Very basic, basic information uh, from the reporting perspective. So again, it doesn't have to be very expensive. You can, you can even, there are a lot of open source tools. All you can spin up some of those tools. And also you can go to the less expensive reporting tools to get some basic reporting going on. You yeah, know, the third component, that's where is the growth comes in, which is the machine learning AI. Now, a lot of times, jump on a very massive undertaking of the machine learning AI. My recommendation has been it needs to be a business driven opportunities. When you are taking a, a, the program of a machine learning AI, you really need to have a thoughtful approach to identify the business opportunities that would generate the incremental growth to the companies. Okay, so that's where a lot of lot of the startups. Oh my God, machine learning is going to take a lot of, lot of energy, a lot of money to invest. I tell them that if you are very really smart, if you know how to pick your best use cases, okay, that would can significantly generate the value. Let me give an example. We have been working with one of the clients, so they they are very small and almost like acting like a st- startup they have been reaching out their customers manually. Okay, so they asked us, hey, can you come and help us with what prospects I should really reach out to know, acquire more customer base so that I can grow the revenue. So we have done a simple AI model. We have taken their existing customer base we have identified a potential prospects. They have they have to reach out to grow their a customer base, new customer base, and also the revenue. The revenue has gone up from one x to three x. It did not cost a lot of money. It only took a maybe you know a very small incremental cost on top of what they do. It gave a two three x. A written on the value on this. So that's where I think the looking at you, you know, startups. My recommendation is they need to have a, some sort of a foundational assets from the data side, basic reporting going on. When, when we come to the MLAI, they really need to identify the best use cases that can drive the growth. There is a huge way, huge value for them to grow in those they have the right approach to leverage the data analytics spread.
1: Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. And I just want to kind of recap what you said there because I think there was a lot of value and this is really at the core of, I think, what we're talking about. And the one is build the foundation of data, get it as clean as possible, as early as possible, whether it's prospects data or prospects customers, you know, established customers to be able to convert that data to information so it's it's actionable. It's just not data and bytes. And then the third, which is the machine learning aspect, as you grow, you may be able to do the analysis yourself. But the way I like to look at it, and I'd love to get your perspective, it's kind of a math equation, right? The more data points that you get, the better at predicting you're going to be. I guess one of the ways I used to hear it was you know, data used to be a record of you know, what happened in the past, but with good data and the tools and machine learning is able to convert that more into prediction. So you're starting to look forward instead of looking at the back. Was that A fair, fair summarization.
0: You, you, You are spot on. I think that's the right term in the market is the, it's a collecting what you have and constantly enrich the data to make a better decisions using a, creating the actionable insights. You're spot on, Brett. I think that's where I think a lot of the people, they may, they may say you know, shit. I'm not. I'm not collecting a good information. There is no such thing called. I'm not collecting the information. You need to start with what you have, try to convert that information into actionable insights. Then, from there, you have to constantly enrich that data to a drive with the transformation into the company. You're spot on uh, with those
1: uh, with those uh, three things. What you just said. Awesome. And then I think transitioning into where the opportunities lie, I think you you talked about one, which which makes a lot of sense is the, the conversion of prospects to customers and who should I be reaching out to? Because um, I think that's going to be the largest data set you have is just people engaging, I'm guessing, you know, with social and website and knowing, you know, with limited resources, who are the best prospects to to reach out for. And then two, you know, I think Maybe on the flip side, and I know you've done some work on this is, you know, customer churn, right? It's I think I've read it's 10x more expensive to get a new customer than keeping your current customers. Yet a lot of companies don't put the effort into customer retention. And this is where again, the data and the AI can help predict, you know, at risk customers. Would that you rank that as kind of the second largest opportunity or what are, I guess maybe I don't want to put words in your mouth, what are, you know, maybe two or three of the Areas as companies are growing, they should be looking at leveraging that data.
0: So, I, I think you're on a, a very key point. Is the uh, we all know that I think uh, there is a eighty twenty rule. Uh, so, the first, you need to identify who are your best customers. Uh, you are making the most of the value of that. Okay, the second second area of this. How can I retain them? That's that's where the churn comes in. So if we don't understand the your customer lifetime value for them for you, you know it's it's a nearly impossible for you to you know retain those customers. Then the second one is the retention on this. Third one is the engagement, right? So if you don't have a better way to engage the customers. We are not looking at every touch point they have with the companies, from every interaction they have with the companies, if we don't understand their touch points, or try to engage them best way. And the it is gonna be very hard to even retain them. Even if you go back and identify the customers, these are the customers who would most likely churn? But we need to come out with uh, how do we engage them so that we kind of looking at the three areas when it comes to growing uh, the value with existing customers. One, we we truly understand the value that using eighty twenty rule. Uh, who are your best customers? Second one, we predict who would be the the customers we are at risk within that best customer base. Third one is the how do we engage them, every touch point we may have with the customers so that we have a high chance to retain them. That that talks about taking care of the existing customers. Second area I think the we, we also have been helping significantly The growing your new customer base—that's called the acquisition comes in. So we look at your existing customers, and we profile using a a very social, many other uh, marketing data. We try to help the companies whom they should reach out to target their best customers so that they can constantly grow the new customer base. Uh, the third area, which is the, uh, which goes with uh, some work with the first one is the experience. You know, if you are a company, you're not selling something you know, mostly you're doing at the service type of the industry is customer experience, especially net promoter scores, CSAT scores are very, very important. We also help the companies to optimize their customer experience. That would also help retain the customer and creating a more value for them. So those are the three areas that teach the customer churn, Second one is the acquisition. Third one is the customer experience side.
1: Uh, Yeah, and maybe, you know, that's really insightful in the sense of customer experience. Because I think historically, and I say historically, if even up like six months ago, people think uh, customer experience, the only way to measure it is either through customer surveys or, like you had mentioned, net promoter scores. But one of the things that you guys are maybe not pioneering, but are leading the charge is using the data to understand kind of the end-to-end customer experience, not just, you know, a a point in time, right? We did the survey, everybody's happy, we'll we'll do it again in 12 months, where there is a way to use the data to understand, you know, overall experience within your customer base, which I think is one of the best differentiators you can offer, right? Because if it's price or technology, it's going to be short-lived. But if it's customer experience, you know, I think that's going to be the number one variable that, Future customers are looking at right. Correct. Exactly. A lot of the companies
0: there now they start realizing it. How critical is to create a customer 360 degree view of the customer using the uh, their their data. So if we don't have a 360 degree view of the customer profile, it's very hard to do that with those three things: customer churn. You know uh, acquiring many customers and customer experience particularly. So that's where I think the uh, my with the my company strategy, is we put customers at the forefront, building the data around that customers, to every touch point we have, so that we have a good understanding on the customers. No more it's a qualitative. It is a quantitatively driven a data decision making. It comes to the customers, but I think you touched on a very very key point. You know, I have been I have been in three decades in the data analytics space. The majority of the the time, you know, I spend with uh, dealing with these customers. Most of the value I draw for the organization, bringing that uh, the data and creating a customer 360 degree view, which is extremely important to drive the value for the customers and value for the organizations. Keep in mind, I think whether you are in a service company, whether a product company, if you don't know your customers, you can't you can't go too far in that your growth journey. So you have to start with your customers that starts with the data to better understand the customer's respect.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And and maybe I can take you back just a little bit on the the analytics because and I'm just thinking historically for me, you know, my time between startups and, and enterprise. I think one of the areas that we tried to focus on, and maybe more with the, the rise of SaaS companies in the last decade, is looking at you know the cost of customer acquisition. I think, and my, my thought is that it's, it hasn't been a very accurate calculation just based on if you're only looking at sales or only looking at marketing spend versus the total resources that are going to acquisition. Um, is important. And I guess where I'm going is I I think there's the three and I think you touched on two of them, the customer acquisition cost, uh, the customer lifetime value, and one that I'm starting to finally heal more of is the cost to retain customers. And if you don't understand those three numbers and understand them accurately, it's going to be really hard to grow or predict your business if you don't know you know what it's cost. You know to to grow it. So maybe you could just take a, a minute or two to talk about. You know that's not even AI. It's just really understanding your core business and and the value of of getting those those calculations correct.
0: I think you touched on the before Matt. Uh,
1: so the generally it's a uh, the
0: value you generate. Uh, using the AI at ml okay so what what the ml ai does it takes the massive amount of data or whatever the data you have it analyzes it it collects the patterns of the your customer behavior looking at every interaction. So it can be the sales channel, it can be marketing channel, it can be operation channel. Any any interactions you have, that's what the beauty about, if you go, go back and look at only silos, you are not gonna drive the value using a ML AI, even with the customers. So when, when we apply a ML AI, first thing we look at do I have a consolidated data infrastructure that goes across a very vertical of the business within within the company? The second, we we look at the input or feed this data to a machine learning algorithms. Machine learning algorithms is gonna help us with the uh, uh, patterns. Let's say I'm gonna go back and look for a pattern of a churn pattern of a NPS net promoter score, a pattern of uh, their value. So whatever your uh, optimization you wanted to do, you're really asking your machine learning to tell me, okay, so how likely Govind is going to leave uh, company A, then it's going to come back and give us this score. So based on that score, we come back and create a, a prescription. And uh, it's go' say almost if you go back, I'm going to use this as an example. very simple example is yeah, there are three steps: diagnostic, prediction, and prescriptive. When you go to the doctor, there are three things a doctor would do. First, he is going to diagnose, uh, diagnose the issue. why did you come to me? What, what's going on? So he's going to ask you the basic questions to come out with uh, a root cause of the, whatever the problem you have. The second thing is gonna do that prediction. Hey, I send and you know, I'm taking my son to, assuming that he has an ear infection. He's gonna say, "Hey, your ear infection like, appears to be mild. I'm gonna predict that next two weeks it's gonna get worse. I'm gonna prescribe now antibiotic." The same, exactly the same thing in the, in the, in the customer journey, in the value journey. That's exactly what the ML AI does. It first diagnose the issue. Hey, what kind of issue are we are dealing with? Is that a churn issue? Is there a customer experience issue? Or something else? Then it predicted how likely Govind is going to leave. It may predict may be three weeks. Govind is going to disappear from here. Then it's going to prescribe, hey, Brett, this is a time for you to go back and act on this go win. You need to engage go win more effectively so that you have a higher chance to retain the go win. So that's where the this without without you know the applying to ML AI uh, you cannot drive the growth. So going back to three things we talked about it. One is building the data infrastructure. The second one is converting the data information so that you are bringing the data literacy, democratizing the data to educate your business associated within the company. They have a knowledge about, basic knowledge about your, your customers, your products, their operations. Third one is the driving the growth. When you are truly driving the growth, you have to have a ML AI applied to drive the growth. So th- I think it's a, you know, the all these three things, you know, they go really tightly, but I think you cannot go back and jump on, I'm going to do the ML AI without, without having uh, your basic infrastructure ready. Right. The second one is you may have the basic infrastructure if you don't help your uh, Associates to understand what where we are going with this, you are not really taking your associates along with you to drive the growth. So, so, it's almost like you need to bring all three ingredients to drive the drive the value for the company using the data analytics, right?
1: Right, hundred hundred yeah. percent agree. And you know, I want I love the analogy with with the doctor, and I think it's a good one. And especially if we're looking at obviously enterprise, but looking at at startups. Right, if, if I'm a doctor, am I going to make every decision with my patients based on gut? Now, experience will help you understand certain things. Or is the doctor going to look at the data from what was your temperature, you know, blood work, all that good stuff, and make a better decision where AI... And the same thing with a small business, right? If I've got better data, I'm going to make much better decisions leveraging my experience with what the data is telling me versus... You know, just going with with gut decisions. And I know I oversimplified that, but you know, that's the that's the visual that keeps coming back to me.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, you're spot on.
1: Okay, awesome. I know we're starting to run out of time, but the one thing I, I just wanted to get your your perspective on. If if I'm a, a new business or a small business owner and just getting started, or I've got started, I've got some customers, I'm just starting to bring in more customers you know can i capture this data without mm-hmm. tools is there certain minimal tools like a google analytics mm-hmm. or is there a certain what's the best way for a newer company getting started or a company that's you know already been in business but may not have the tools to to capture some of the data just as a as a good first step to for people to start this journey
0: you know the my recommendation is and nowadays, I think the data collection storage is the cheapest uh, historically it has been. So if, you're, if you have tons of the data, if you're collecting it, try to protect and secure and put it into, put into the place it can be leveraged. So we have been recommending that storage is being a cloud infrastructure, because unless you are not doing a massive crunching, computing, I call it computing, storage is not gonna cost a significant uh, uh, the uh, cost. So the, if you are going with on-prem, so that's where it can get a little bit more expensive, and it can be uh, very challenging. That's where I think the on-prem uh, solutions can be uh, costly because you need to have a specialized expert so they know the technology right. uh, to build it on-prem. But if you are really going with the cloud, you know, it's almost like I'm going to use the, you know, if you are going if to if if buy a domain, nowadays most of these domain providers, they give you the self-service a, a website builder you can build it your own so the cloud also is almost like you have a self-service a data storage you push the data and store it somewhere so the beauty beauty about that is you don't need to do a whole lot of data transformation yet all you are doing the first First step is securing the data, protecting the data, making sure you're not losing the value of the data, what you have. That's going to really help you, you say, step two of your journey. Okay? That makes sense. The step, yep. So, the step two of your journey, I was going to quickly touch on it too. So, once you have the data, we can simply enable the basic, uh, what I call the KPIs enablement, simply convert the data into information, and simply enable a reporting capabilities for the organization. That's where you are going to bring the data literacy and also data democratization to within the companies. Now, those two, I call the foundational assets, can help start what a bare minimum to understand your book of business before, before we go into the MLAI side. So my recommendation to the folks, they either they are very really a startup more or a very really small industry, it's no longer is a, an option to think not to have that data stored somewhere else. You are soon going to be out of the differentiator in the market if we don't have that basic infrastructure ready for you to run your business.
1: And I think, too, to that point, if you get ahead of the curve and have really good data and starting to leverage it, it's going to be a, a competitive advantage for you in the next you know 18 months to two years, probably, as other businesses scramble to either catch up or, or build that capability with, within their organization. So. Um, Correct. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Govin. So, so much value, and I know we got technical a little bit, but I hopefully everybody got, and I think they do understand. You know, just take the first step, right? Capture good data with the you get, then you you can build upon it and start to make better decisions. And you know, before I get to the the closing time question, what's next for uh, for yourself and the company? I know you've only been around seven eight months, growing really quickly. So, so what's next? So the couple
0: of things uh, Bert, thank you for asking that I think we are we are heavily interested in uh, generating the value for our, our clients the uh, the next few next few months i think we have a very a detailed roadmap laid out we are working with the multiple clients uh, we are trying to bring the ml ai into the uh, organization to drive the incremental value for the uh, clients we are working with. So that means I have to build a, a stronger MLAI a team. Now we are based out of Shamburg, Illinois, and they, I am in the process of growing the ML a MLAI a talent within the company. The second area we are focusing on every company, particularly uh, startups, uh, small businesses, They are needing a cloud infrastructure, or some sort of the data infrastructure. I'm investing into building some sort of a, a, you know, packaged solutions so that I can come in and I can help uh, build the data infrastructure at the lowest cost possible. So that's another area we are are focusing on exclusively on, on that. And the third area, I'm also expanding the, my operations uh, uh, overseas and offshore so that I think at least I can keep the cost low so that I can serve my customers at a the cost uh, they can afford to afford it. So those are the three areas we are, we are exclusively focusing on. Um, the how can I build the, bring the ML AI to drive the business value? How can I come over to what the solution uh, uh, building the data infrastructure and basically porting that can be scalable or uh, that can give us the head start for the startups or uh, small businesses? Third one is expanding the company oper- operations overseas so that I can keep the cost low value for our clients those are three three areas i'm going to be focusing on next uh, three to six months Brett yeah that's fantastic and
1: you know the thing I keep coming back to you and what you're creating, and I think it's a good lesson for all folks starting businesses is you know the two things I keep hearing the themes are creating value and customer experience so it's refreshing to hear <laughs> that that's at the, the core of what you're doing, and you know we'll have to check in with you another you know twelve to eighteen months to see to see how it's going. But uh, so before we wrap, I always like to end with uh, what I'm called the closing time question. You know, what is one thing, Govin, you would highly recommend? This could be professional or personal. Is there something that you're passionate about?
0: So the one, if I have to pick one thing. We have to uh, at least bring the data literacy into the companies uh, so that at least our talent, what we have within the company, outside the company, we can be better citizens, better associates, creating a value for all of us. So that one thing is driven by the data. So that's uh, that's what I believe in. If you if if look, if you ask me why did I start, can my my goal is to leverage the data analytics to uh, drive the value for the world. So communities, the people, the across the industries, you know, that's that's where I think I would recommend. So if it's not too late for any one of you, whether it's a small business or a startup or whoever you are. Start creating, bringing a data literacy into your organization. Start using the data to drive your decision-making. So that key is you have to have a decision-making. A No more is a qualitative. It, it needs to be a quantitative decision-making organization. So that's uh, I would end with that note, uh, Brett.
1: Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Again, why wouldn't you use data to make decisions? It's the data's there, it's just cutting through the noise. And I think you gave us a, a really detailed blueprint of, of how to do that today. So agree with you uh, 100%. So lastly, where I'm assuming there's going to be some folks that are going to want to reach out and learn more about you. What's the, the best way for them to connect with you?
0: We 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 have our website up and running, Brett. Uh, It's called uh, uh, quasigma.com. The www.quasigma.com. They can also find us on LinkedIn, and uh, we also have a a, you know lab we call the Innovation Lab out of Schaumburg, uh, Illinois. Like I said, so there are. You know, many different ways to get hold of us, Brett. Awesome,
1: Awesome. and I'll include that all in the links in the show notes, so people have easy access to it. Again, Govin, thank you so much for your time today. I think this is an important topic for for companies looking to grow and scale. And you know, I it it shouldn't have taken me forty episodes to have a uh, a data expert on to to talk about this.
0: Thank you so much for having me. Hope uh, the audience uh, find this is valuable uh, for them.
1: I absolutely believe they will. So thank you, Govan. Have a great rest of your day. We'll catch up with you soon. Thank you. Bye. Take care.
0: You've been listening to Hardwired for Growth. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player or visit brettrainer.com. That's B-R-E-T-T. Followed by his last name, T R A I N O R dot com.